Welcome to the Wake Before the Day podcast with my parents, Clark and Bobby. We'll talk about the Bible and the Holy Spirit adventures. Thanks for listening. Hey, what's up? Thanks for tuning into the podcast. It's another Monday, mm-hmm. and it's another day you're stuck with Clark and Bob in the studio. Not stuck with us. You're with us. We're with you. We're excited. We're hopping around <laughs> Paul's letters, and today we're looking at Galatians chapter 6. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so this is a end of the book. It's a short chapter. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and really, mm-hmm. we're just going to focus primarily on the first couple of verses. We couldn't even get past that, you guys. It was yeah. just so much to chew on. I feel like that's it's kind of how and, these letters deep. have been, where it's like, man, you know, Colossians, Ephesians, there's, they're not really that long, but it just is so good. Like, you really have to pause and just yeah. chew it. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what Chew you said. What is I, I mean, really, I think the first five verses, that's where we're going to spend most of our time today. And I'm excited about it because it talks, you know, it's just the reality of Christian community. Because yeah. we, <laughs> we, sometimes we put the church on a pedestal and we have this fluffy la-di-da idea of what it's like to deal with uh, other sinners. And it's like, oh, no. The church, <laughs> the church is kind of messy. Yeah. We're a bunch of human beings, sinful, yeah. trying our best. And even then it's... It's messy. Yeah. So what's interesting about Galatians 6 is it Tell talks me. about how you mm. handle people who are in sin. Yeah. Like, so there's people <laughs> who are sinning, but basically he's talking to you, the one who is like walking with the sinner. So he addresses that. Sinners. And then the next four verses are about you. <laughs> yeah. He's like, hey, this is how you're supposed to act. Here's what's going on. Here's what you need to watch out for. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a lot it's to helpful. be said about it. So let me just mm-hmm. read the first couple of verses. Ooh. Let's just read the first two verses, I guess, to start. Okay. Brothers and sisters, if someone's caught in a sin, you who live by the Spirit should restore that person gently. But watch yourselves, or you may also be tempted. Mm -hmm. Carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. Mm -hmm. So I think he's talking about if somebody confesses, comes to you and confesses their sin, here's how you walk with them. But secondly, it says if someone's caught in a sin, essentially you have a responsibility as a Christian. (laughs) If you have another Christian you're friends with, you're in community with, Mm -hmm. just another believer, and you're noticing habitual sin, they're continuing to walk in a certain pattern of of unhealthy living, it's actually your responsibility to come talk to them about it. It's actually the loving thing to do. Yeah, if you really (laughs) love somebody, if someone's walking across the street and is about to get plowed by a truck or a car, it's unloving to not say something. It's 100%. So if you really love them, then you'll, you'll step in and... Talk to them. And and this chapter tells you how to go about that. Right. Yep. There's some pointers. So the very first thing that you'll notice is the word gentle, gently, gently, (laughs) gentleness. And um, we, you kind of had some thoughts about that. Just some uh, quotes even that came to your mind. I guess one, I remember, and I've shared this in sermons before, but I remember being a Mm -hmm. high school student and really registering for real. Like the first time I was like, man, I'm really missing it here. I was in middle school or high school. I don't remember. And, uh, I went to my youth pastor to like say, hey, here's what's going on in my head, my yeah. heart, my life. I need some help. And he did not deal with me gently at all. You, it was yeah, the opposite. You've shared that story before. Yeah, yeah, it was like, forget this. Forgiveness is for the birds. I'm not doing this again. At least mm-hmm. I'm not going to tell anybody else what's going on. Mm-hmm. And for a couple of years, it was, I felt kind of lonely. It's not mm-hmm. a good community, but I wasn't being as open and honest and transparent be- sure. because someone did not deal gently with me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I hold on to that often. I think, I'm thinking back to... Hmm, Remember that. I don't want to, I don't want to be like that to anybody else. Yeah. Um, well, that's just a good 
note mm. too is kind of like okay we're talking about how you you know advice in dealing with people but let's just reflect on a minute like well how do we want to be treated yeah you know when we're either we're confessing or we're not and someone's you know coming to yeah. us saying hey you know i've seen this mm-hmm. let's talk about it and so and oftentimes when you call out sin there there's going to be a, a fleshly response to react sure. you don't know what you're talking about mind your own business you're mm-hmm. this this and this and and uh when you're gentle, gentleness is disarming. Right. You're like, hey, look, I don't want to fight. I don't want to hurt you. It's actually mm-hmm. because I love you. Like you said, I'm bringing this up. Mm-hmm. Like, how are how you doing here? Yep. It's actually really disarming. Mm-hmm. Um, now, when you get sinned against, someone sins against you, mm-hmm. obviously that can tap a nerve where you're hurt. You want revenge. You want to pay somebody back. Mm-hmm. And there's a quote by... Maybe Stephen Ambrose, Ambrose something. And it goes like, speak when you're angry and you will give the best speech you will ever regret. <laughs> I was like, that is so true. Yeah. I just think back to my life, whether it was on the basketball court, in friendship, whatever. But when I spoke out of anger and was like, I'm going to let you know what I really think. Yeah. It just didn't go well. In the moment, it felt good. And the mm-hmm. second I left, it was like deep in my soul, I knew that wasn't right. Mm-hmm. I had no peace. It was not settled. I go to bed at night and you're thinking on your bed, your head's on the pillow, you're reflecting on your day and you're thinking, I'm thinking about what I said in anger. And it's like, I just deep down know that wasn't helpful. Not helpful. Not helpful at <laughs> no. all. When so much we process too, so much of gentleness and the word in general is, is not even, you know, the audible words that you are speaking with. Like we know that just about language in general, mm. that so much of it is your tone, your facial expressions, your body language, but then really like even like your own heart posture, like, are you coming to this person with, I'm going to correct you and you, you know, this righteous or, or you coming to them like with a heart posture, even of gentleness and humility saying like, I'm with you. I I want to walk with you in this. Like, mm-hmm. how can we help you? How can we help each other? Because that kind of transitions to, to the second part of verse one. Yeah. Which it says, don't fall into temptation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? But watch yourselves yeah. or you may also be tempted. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, on one hand, it's saying like, don't be tempted by the sin in which the other person is living in. Misery loves company. Yeah. Yeah. Misery loves company. So like some examples of that would be um, a, a couple that's having marital issues yeah the the woman should not go vent to another man sure about what's going on mm-hmm. in her marriage mm-hmm. and the dude the husband should not go talk to some other gal about right. what his wife's doing mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. you were just scattering seeds for infidelity like all over the place adultery for it's like sure. this is not gonna go well mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or you know if some if someone is dealing with alcoholism or something it's like hey go talk to these guys over here who are, who are crazy partiers about your issue right. <laughs> it's probably not going to go well so one it's like when you're walking with somebody in regards to their sin mm-hmm. make sure you yourself don't fantasize or slip up or even get, become, sure. even become preoccupied with that mm-hmm. stuff because that could be very detrimental to yourself yeah on the flip side of the coin yeah we talked about like don't also don't get like the savior complex yeah i can't don't get puffed up here 
Mm-hmm. And so that's one thing that like another way you can be tempted is, you know, we have this this comparison issue sometimes where, you know, let me swoop in and tell you, you know, what you're doing wrong and, and how I can help you and all these things, because really that's just about you and that's your pride and that's, um, you know, how good of a person you are. And so there's this temptation toward kind of your self-righteousness in that like, oh, OK, you know, let me tell you how to be a good person. Let me tell you. So really, you know, there, that's why we're reading Galatians like don't be tempted toward these because these things happen like in our, in our own fallenness and in our own sin nature, Mm -hmm. they totally, totally happen. And so that's, uh, that brings us into, yeah, verse two then. Yeah, verses two, and we would say verse two and five are kind of connected there. Yeah, because if you read them, it's like, wait, the Bible's contradicting itself. It totally is. Because verse two says, carry each other's burdens. And in this way, you'll fulfill the law of Christ. And then in verse five, it says, for each one should carry his own load. Yeah. (laughs) So again, if you read it within context, uh, within the chapter, the verse within the chapter, within the book, within the Bible, basically it's all about empowerment, not enabling. So you're not wanting to enable people, you're wanting to empower people. Mm -hmm. And um, an example of that would be, let's say someone's got a hurt, a habit, a hang up, something they're going through. They need to um, want change just as much, if not more than you do, or you will be wasting your time. And so when you talk to them, you know, say, hey, you got to get plugged into a group. If I'm like dragging them to a group, I'm following right. up with them. How to group go? Are you going to group? Hey, like, where mm-hmm, are you at? Mm-hmm. You got to get here. Remember, it's starting at seven o'clock. Like, there's actually boundaries around this for people and empowerment. I'm believing in you. They still need to take on responsibility yeah. for this. And, and, and what can happen if we are enabling people as we're walking with them and discipling them? It actually, it actually, like, quietly becomes all about us. Right. Yeah. The savior Jesus, complex yeah. again they become dependent on us, Mm -hmm. codependency, those relationships. And Mm -hmm. we become like a crutch. And the second we remove ourselves from that situation or that relationship, what's going to happen to that person? Right. You're going to come toppling down. Right. When they start, you know, what, when, you know, hard times come back or there's circumstances, you know, that's what, there's a quote, what is it? Oh no, it was in my brain. Now it's gone. Part of recovery is regression. Is, is that what it is? I do not know. I think, you know, don't take my word for it, but that sounds like it is. But it's essentially the quote is about how on the road to whatever healing, recovery, often there is going to be setbacks and there are, you know, you are going to you know need help or whatever that might look like. But that's not what Clark's talking about. It's like that consistent um, you know, like constant, like it's not encouragement. It's literally me banging on your door, getting you, you know, to group or wherever. Yeah. There's and, un- unhealthy boundaries. Right. <laughs> and again, it's just like the savior complex. It's a quiet building of like, I'm important. I am kind of I'm saving you. playing. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to save you. I'm going to fix you. Mm-hmm. And that's actually not the case at all. You have to point them to the Lord and encourage them and support them mm-hmm. within a healthy set of boundaries. Yeah. But they need to want it themselves. They need to take responsibility. And ultimately, the Lord's going to be the one who changes their heart, not us. Yeah, totally. So we're all about (laughs) empowerment. Say, hey, I believe in you. You can do this. Here's some helpful tools. Here's a group. You got to make it happen. Mm -hmm. You got to partner with the Spirit here because the Lord's there. He wants to change you. He wants to work with you. 
but you also have to want this for yourself. Yeah, we talk about that sometimes even just within the spirit realm and just like the kind of an age of response, uh, responsibility and how there is, you know, something somewhere, you know, whether it's eight, 10, 12, whatever years old, where um, you're making, you have autonomy, you're mm-hmm. making your own decisions. And so, you know, we can claim things on behalf of people and we, and, but when it comes to actually walking it out, um, it looks differently. There's a word picture so I've seen it before that verse two is kind of like you bringing like your, a wheelbarrow and saying like, I, I can't physically, I can't bear this like church group. Can you help me? Yeah. And it's like, okay, that's how, yes, yes. You know, cause us 10, we can lift this and you one can't. Cannot. And then the word picture for verse five is, is like your knapsack, like your backpack, like it's you, like you as you're walking out your faith with Jesus Christ, like you're responsible, you you can do this. Mm-hmm. And it's not by your own power. It's not by the power of your buddy. It's by the power of Holy Spirit and, and yeah. empowering you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You Essent- guys get the picture. Yeah, you get the picture. But essentially don't um don't minimize the, the, the small decisions, the small moments, the small conversations, yes. the, the relationship. Even if it's one conversation, it's mm-hmm. one relationship at one point in time. We're empowering people, speaking life into people, and doing so gently. You're trusting that down the road, the Lord will water that seed and plant that seed. There'll be good that comes from it. Mm -hmm. And that's essentially what what Paul gets to at the end here Mm -hmm. in verses 7 through through 10. Yeah. This is what that says. It says, Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked because a man reaps what he sows. Whoever sows to please their flesh, the flesh will reap destruction. Mm -hmm. And whoever sows to please the Spirit, from the Spirit will reap eternal life. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Mm-hmm. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially those who belong to the family of believers. Mm. As we walk with people who are sinners, life is messy, the church is messy. We're going to walk in gentleness. We're going to treat other people the way we want to be treated. We're not going to get caught up in the, the, the sin and become preoccupied with it. We're going to point them to Christ. We're going to empower them. And we trust that down the road, you know, God's going to bless and encourage and empower us as we follow him. Yeah. And uh, there'll be a a harvest. Yeah. I like what you said about how, you know, don't minimize one conversation because that's, yeah, like you said, like it's so much bigger than what we sometimes see. And so Paul's getting at that here with the harvest and how really, you know, the kingdom of God's at work. And so we're partnering with that kingdom when we enter in. One snippet that I feel like I'm being reminded of as we talk about this that I want to bring Ooh, up. I'm excited. Is, you no, about? you've heard about it before. But Paul says it again here and again, and I think that's why Holy Spirit lifted it for me. Those who belong to the family of believers. And so I just want to clarify that because we've heard it said before that, um, you know, don't judge the heathen, judge the believing. Like maybe you've heard that. And so judgment, maybe you don't want to use that word, whatever. But essentially what Paul is saying is we have folks that are in our church family that we can have these gentle conversations with because we have a confessed and a professed belief Mm -hmm. under Jesus Christ saying he's Lord. This is how we live unto him because he's Lord. There's mutual understanding. There's mutual understanding in our our body. And so that's how we walk together. There are some folks that you, you guys might be thinking like, oh, I have this family member. I have this niece or net whatever. And and I need to have a conversation with them. Well, first I would just ask you to really pray and ask the Lord, where are they at? Are they in the family of believers or do they even know the Lord? Are they somebody that's far off from the Lord? Because I'm not saying that don't have the conversation, but there is discernment there that you need to walk in. Well, well, there's people, depending on what 
groups they're in, they're playing by different sets of rules. Yeah. Of life. Yeah. Right? Well, and they're, and they're just, there's not the same, um, uh, how do I want to phrase this? Uh, goal. There's not the same goal. Mm. You know, they're living, uh, yeah, for, uh, they're living for a different thing instead of unto Christ. And, and so pray and, um, maybe that is a conversation for now. Maybe that's a conversation for another time. Maybe it's a time for you to be quiet and for really to be, you know, interceding and on your knees for them. So anyway, just thought that would stick out the family of believers part, because that's, that's what Paul's addressing here too. So yeah. thanks for bearing with us. I think that felt like a little longer one. So that's right. That's <laughs> thanks good. for listening, you yeah. guys. Uh, we will be back with you on Wednesday. Hope you are so blessed. Thanks for listening. The Lord bless you and keep you. Don't make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give him his peace. Have a great day.